0: Hi, I'm Maria Imes. I'm an executive coach and this is Try This At Home. I'm opening up my executive coaches playbook to share tips and techniques I use with my clients so that you can use them at home with your kids. These coaching strategies work well with high level executives and they work really well for helping you keep the lines of communication open with your tween and teen. So in this podcast, You'll learn practical coaching strategies that you can put into place right away that will help you strengthen your relationship. Hey everyone, have you ever been in a situation where you've been talking to someone and you have felt like they're not listening to you? That can be so frustrating. All you want to say, or maybe you have said it, is you're not listening to me or you're not hearing me fact is, people are not great listeners. There's a lot that is going on in their minds while they are trying to listen to you. And, you know, most people want to connect. They want to find a way to find similarities between the two of you. But when you are entering a conversation with somebody, it's not the time to share your stories or to give advice or to poke at the details. Today, I'm gonna go over three listening set-asides that you can use and adopt for when you're entering conversations with your teen or tween. These listening set-asides are super powerful and you can use them every time you enter a conversation, no matter who you're talking to. The three listening set-asides are, don't focus on yourself, don't focus on the details, and don't focus on solving the problem. The other night, my daughter, who's almost 16 years old, was talking to me and my husband about something that happened at volleyball practice. And my husband is always looking for great ways to connect with his teenage daughter. And so, as she was talking to him, he was interjecting. He was interjecting, though, from his own point of view. He was saying things like, oh, I used to hate it when kids did that, or oh, I remember when and eventually what ended up happening is she got more and more quiet and then left the room. And he looked over at me and was like, what? What did I do? Now, this is not about doing something wrong or doing something right. It's just about making sure that we set aside a focus on ourselves when we are truly listening to somebody. Untangled is one of my favorite books for Raising Teenage Girls. And the author, Lisa Demora talks about when teenagers put topics out on the table to take those topics and let your teenager lead the conversation. If you set aside a focus on yourself, you're definitely more able to do that. Because what happens is you're leaning into that conversation with a lot more empathy and compassion. If you can shift your focus from yourself to the other person, you're going to be a little bit more thoughtful about what you say, when you say it, and how you say it. As an executive coach, I use this strategy all the time with my clients. When my clients show up at a meeting, I don't say, hey, this is what I wanna focus on today. I ask them, what would you like to focus on today? This is all about them. This is all about their journey, their time to think, their time to process, and I need to give them the space and time to do that the same thing with your teenager or tween. As they start talking in a conversation, put your thoughts and your feelings and your actions about yourself to the side and focus on them. The second listening set aside is not to focus on the details. A few months ago, I walked into my daughter's room and I could tell something was bothering her right away. She was slumped over, she was fidgeting with her hands, and worry was written all over her face. And I said to her, hey, what's up? And she said, Aaron is making bad choices. Now, you're probably wondering, wait a minute, bad choices, what does that mean? But here's the thing. I'm a parent, I'm a coach, I'm not a private investigator, I'm not a detective. It's really important for me to not... Let the curiosity that I have get the better of me and start asking about the details. The minute we start going down that road, we risk shutting down the conversation. And that's not our goal. Our goal here, remember, is to keep the lines of communication open, to keep our teen or tween talking, and at the end of the day, keep them thinking. As soon as you start poking at the details, thinking shuts down. And that's not what we want. So what did I say instead? this is a really important part during the invite, when you're inviting somebody into a coaching conversation, the invite has three parts to it. And the first part is listen. The second part is open. And the third part is ask. And right now all we're focused on is this listening component because we need to get this right so that we can move on to the other two parts. But once I had listened to her, I posed my opening, which is validating her feelings. So I said to her, you seem concerned. And instead of going down the path of digging into the details, I stayed with the emotion so that she could then start problem solving herself. One of the things that we know that's really important, whether I'm working with a client or a kid, is that people have a really, really hard time solving any problem if they are emotional about something. And the way to move them through that emotion is to validate it. I'm going to be talking a lot more about how to validate in future podcasts, but it can help you really listen, really think about what is that emotion that that person is feeling, and help you resist the urge to dive into those details. The third listening set aside is not focusing on rushing in to solve that problem. I remember when I was a teenager, I was very hesitant to talk to my dad about anything. And not, it wasn't because he didn't care. He cared way too much. He was a problem solver. I would pose something and all of a sudden he'd be working out that problem for me. And I just remember thinking, I don't need you to solve my problem for me. I just want you to listen. Because we're older, because we have more life experience, because we want to help, we tend to rush in and start problem solving for our kids. And as you know, that can compromise the relationship. It can create dependency that they have on us to help them solve every problem they have. And we want to say, hey, I trust you. I know that this is something that you can work through yourself. Now, that's not to say that we're not going to give them guidance or support during a coaching conversation. We're just not going to give it right now. In the initial moments of a coaching conversation with your kid, you are putting it out there that you're giving them time and space to process, to talk, to articulate their emotions and what they're really struggling with. And as soon as you start to rush in and solve that problem, their thinking stops and you're doing a lot of work. These three listening set-asides can help you build trust with your teen or tween. I love this trust equation from the trusted advisor, probably because I'm a little bit of a math geek, but it really resonates with me. So I'm going to share it with you. If you can picture trust equaling credibility plus intimacy plus reliability over self-orientation, The takeaway there is the less you focus on yourself and the more you focus on other people in a conversation and in a relationship, the more likely you are to build trust. And right now with our teen or tween, that's what we want. We want to build trust. We want to strengthen our relationship and keep the lines of communication open. So these three listening set asides. Putting aside the focus on yourself, putting aside a focus on details and putting aside a focus on rushing in to solve the problem will help you be a better listener and help your teen start to take some ownership for solving their problems themselves.